have such sights to show you. Do you love horror? Do you love sci-fi? If so, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll discuss, dissect, and or shit all over the movies we love and also love to hate. I'm Ken and I'm with... Doug. Matt. Josh. Together we are the Horrify Podcast. And one more thing, we are not safe for work or for the faint of heart. Hi and welcome to the Horrify Podcast. Today we're doing a movie called The Fly from 1986, starring more of a mosquito. I guess. That was yeah, that no, that was pretty good. That was good. Accept it. That was more distant train. That was terrible. It's a big fly. This is our second movie we're doing, directed by David Cronenberg. Yeah, the first one being Videodrome. I think we mentioned it when we did Videodrome, but I also want to mention that he also did a History of Violence, which I really liked. Yeah, that is a very good movie. Scanners. Yeah, classic. And Eastern Promises, the best naked fight scene ever in a movie. <laughs> yeah, seriously, in the, the shower. Hell? Yeah, Viggo Mortensen's like, do you want to see my junk flop around for five minutes while I get my ass kicked? <laughs> and you do. Damn, I got to go rent that. It is, I, no, I you, you, it. you see, can borrow it. You have to see it in the theater. It's like his dick's the size of a sofa on that screen, <laughs> and you're like dodging it in the front row. <laughs> it is a 10-foot dick yeah. <laughs> on the big screen. <laughs> so, yeah, David Cronenberg. Is this the only movie he made a cameo in? That's yeah. a good question. Isn't he the doctor? Yeah. Yeah, he's the, guy the gynecologist. Mm-hmm. I don't know, actually. Yeah. I would think that he's kind of... I think he's in every movie briefly. Isn't he in Videodrome for a second? I don't recall. Yeah. I was too caught up in all the other grossness in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so the cast of this movie is, is great. It's a small cast. Um, this is a pretty intimate film as far as a, a level of focus. We're just mainly focusing on three characters, which I really like. Um, it's very concise. Yeah, it's a very lean film. Like the pacing. Oh yeah. They chop out whatever they don't need. It's beautiful. Very effective for this kind of movie. So yep. we have Seth Brundle played by the Jeff Goldblum. Matt, what is your favorite Jeff Goldblum movie? Hmm, that's a good question. I know it is. Asshole. That's why I asked it. <laughs> what the fuck. Josh. Yeah, do Josh. I like Jurassic Park. Doug? Uh, oh, well, I have to be different, so I guess I'll go Transylvania 65,000. Okay, I'm going Guardians of the Galaxy that's Volume 2. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, shit, he was in that. He's fucking awesome. I can't He's like making fun of himself movies. in it. Yeah, that's Earth right. Girls Are Easy, he's oh, yeah. in that. I can't think of any of his movies. The Life Aquatic with Steve Zuzu, he's yeah. in that. And he's great in that, yeah, too. He's awesome I'm sure in that. he's in like 300 movies. Mm-hmm. He was hilarious in that TV series, The League. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Nice. I love that show. That's <laughs> funny. So he's the main character. He plays Seth Brundle, who is a scientist. And then we have Veronica, played by the Gina Davis. Matt, what is your favorite Gina <laughs> Davis movie? <laughs> the Fly. I don't know, man. What the f- Matt does zero research. That's why he's barely part of this podcast. Josh, favorite Gina Davis movie? As far as her performance goes, A League of Their Own. But I think Beetlejuice is more fun. Yeah. Oh, shit. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. that's right. See, it, Doug? Cutthroat Island. <laughs> Jesus, God. The worst movie she's ever been in. But like the long kiss goodnight, isn't she in that? <laughs> yes, with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. say uh, Thelma and Louise. Mm. Oh, yeah, great good, one. Good choice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Then we have a Stathis. I think it's what is it? Borans played by John Getz. Yeah. What's your favorite John Getz movie? <laughs> I look Ken. at his list of films and I'm like, I don't like anything this guy's in. I, he's in a ton of movies. Yeah. He's fine, but I'm like, he's not. I don't know. He's a very hateable character in this movie. I think it, everyone is except for Gina Davis. Anyone could play him. I f- that are not him, but this character in this movie. I mean, you could have any guy. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be better if it was Michael Ironsides or our William Devoe would be cool. But he's serviceable. He's a good actor. It's just he's one of those guys that kind of falls in into the mix. Yeah. He's not overly memorable. You don't like him as a character. He didn't like this character. He he's a, he's a ba- he's a good guy, or no? He's a bad guy who's also a good guy. Yeah, they they try really hard to make him redeemable in the end. After yeah. he's like, "Did you like his cock?" I know he's always like he's so <laughs> weird about it. He's like, "Oh, I just came he's in your really weird came in your house to take a shower." Remember when I used to shower here when we were dating? She's yeah. like, "Get the hell out of here!" Yeah, yeah. Some things about him are real slimy, but then I'm like. Is he the hero? He's just kind of an asshole guy. He drives the worst Maserati I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't know that there is a hero. No, that's what's great about this movie. It's very nihilistic in that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I focused on the movie about the plight of the scientist, right? Of Seth. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of feel for him. Like, it's like he, it's like an analogy for aging or disease or whatever. And it's it's kind of neat. Change. Change. Yeah. 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 A lot of people thought this movie was about. AIDS. Oh yeah, I read that, and and Cronenberg said, "Oh shit, I didn't mean that." Well, no, it's just about disease itself and and especially the aging process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you cannot escape it, no Uh, matter what. We can't forget that this movie actually won an Academy Award for Best Makeup. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. So the special effects were handled by Chris Wallace and his company, which is Chris Wallace Inc. Um, He worked on Return of the Jedi, Arachnophobia, and another great movie, Naked Lunch. Oh, hmm. Naked Lunch. I don't really know the book. I never saw the yeah. Uh, Watch movie. the movie, guys. I have to say that the uh, makeup was great, even t- yeah. by today's standards. Yeah, I mean, true. they look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite thing to talk about is watching an older film in high def. This movie looked wonderful. Yeah. There's no yes. issues with it. Set design is really good. Makeup is unbelievable and d- and just disgusting. Um, and and you can't see that nasty caked on makeup like we've seen in films before. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks looks good yeah so kudos to uh chris wallace inc so the film yes i guess we'll just dive into what happens in this insane messed up movie (laughs) it it opens with with seth who's you know jeff goldblum looking crazy looking (laughs) stereotypical jeff goldblum he's at a party um it's like a science yes what do you call that gathering i don't know yeah and he's Looking insane, and he meets Gina Davis, who's Veronica, right away. It and starts, she's a reporter. It right? starts like really abruptly, too. Yeah, it like, does. Like, I'm like, did I miss a scene? I swear this is <laughs> mid conversation. Yeah. Did you <laughs> notice all the colors that was supposed to be a, an analogy for how the, a fly actually sees yeah. that group of people, which yeah. is so kind of cool. neat. Yeah, works, yeah I love how it gets like right into the story because mm-hmm. he's like, hey, you want to go home with me? And she's <laughs> like, yep, let's go. Yeah, he's like, I, I've got cappuccino machine, you know, the one with the little eagle on top. And she's <laughs> like, oh, well, that's great. I'm a journalist and I have no sense. Well, she. She didn't tell him she was. She has an agenda that he doesn't oh, know I thought about he at the knew. start. No. Who did he think he was talking to? Some, just the some woman at the bar, the I guess. So, so he's a typical scientist type. Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't find out until they go to his apartment and she says something and uh, then he gets pissed. I thought he yeah. overlooked it at the beginning. <laughs> well, and she makes it seem like he already should have known and he did. Yeah. So she goes right back to his place, and he lives in a sketchy-ass place. Yeah, what the fuck is this apartment? He's an introvert. It's so weird. It's, this, this movie is filmed in Toronto, and this is some shitty part of Toronto. 
And yeah, she rolls up. Now, if I'm her, I look at that alley. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, get out, get the fuck out of my rusty sob. I'm, I'm driving home. <laughs> but no, she, she goes in. And he actually has a badass lab slash apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Industrial, you know, looking facility, plenty of space. He's got all his weird science stuff in the room. He's got nothing. He ha- doesn't have anything that isn't completely practical. Like, he he has a couch that doubles as this his doubles bed. bed. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, we find out later in the film, he has five sets of the exact same clothes, yep. so he doesn't have to <laughs> yeah. overthink Like Einstein. Dressing. He got yeah. that from Einstein. And he has a piano in there, which he immediately starts playing to impress her. <laughs> and he's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty and by good. the way, uh, his nerdy suaveness does pay off. That's yeah. true. Yes, it does. So, yeah, there's great chemistry with these two, and that's because in real life, Josh, why? Because they were actually, well, were they dating at the time? Yeah. And they then were, they got married? Yeah, yep. they got married shortly after this movie. Mm-hmm. So the chemistry is <laughs> real, and, and that really helps. I don't know if you guys saw, what's that movie, Valerian and the whatever of a thousand planets. That movie sucks because there is zero chemistry between the main characters. I yeah. never saw it. And it's terrible. It. <laughs> um, it, it's awesome, but it's also terrible. Anyways, this movie has vibes. You can feel that right. they like each other, and it, and it shows on film, I, I feel like. All the performances are great, but they really only had to pull a performance out of five people. Well, so. actually, it was like more like two people. Yeah. So we, we show he shows off his computer. He's got this computer that controls these pods, and right away he kind of describes what he's been working on, and essentially that's teleportation. And the way he's got these three pods, the one pod is the old prototype. Mm-hmm. He's like, it works, but it's kind of clunky. And then he's got these two new ones, and they're actually, it transports via, a, it looks like an electrical cord. It's not actually going through the air. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, they kind of touch on that. And in the finale of this film, I mean, that plays an important role, but you do see these large cables that connect the two pods. So, so are you telling me that Willy Wonka had better uh, <laughs> pods than Seth Brundle? He had wireless. That's <laughs> yeah, right. He did. <laughs> Willy Wonka's went through the air. So Seth Brundle did not have Oompa Loompas. Okay. He shrunk Mike TV. He didn't blow him up, but That's you know. That's true. Yeah. I love Mike TV. <laughs> <laughs> So he starts bragging about it, and he kind of talks about how he he is a scientist, but he's more of a, a manager, a facilitator. He's got, he has these other genius-level scientists working on their area of expertise, so essentially he's submitting what he wants. They're designing it, and he's managing this project to build these teleportation pods. He asked Veronica right away, hey, you got something I can transport, jewelry? She's like, I don't wear jewelry. Let me take off my stocking for you. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> so that's weird to me. She's attracted to him. Yeah. She likes goofy looking That's dudes. awfully fast. Yeah. yeah. Creepy ass apartment. This He's is got the a 80s. Out bed. This is the 80s. That's man. one of my. Too fast. Yeah. It's one of my problems I have with this movie is how fast things move between them. How fast she yeah. falls for him. Like, she's, like, in love with him after two days. It's I, like, what the I, hell? I like the speed. I appreciate it because my ADD brain is that <laughs> well, of a fly. I mean, it works yeah. for the movie, yeah. but then you're it's like, this happen eventually, so. happen. I looked at it like they had an, a real attraction when they first met, and she played it off like she didn't like him. But she was really attracted to his neuroticness, right? And she's, she even says, you're cute, Yeah, like yeah. two scenes after and this. Yeah. And a sense of style, maybe? No, she liked it. Oh, God. Okay. He had flowing, beautiful 80s hair. They hooked Jerry up because it's in the script, and he that's the only it. reason they hooked up. He of does have beautiful hair. Life, yeah, so uh, what you just said is stupid. And well, she should have used a quarter, not her stocking. Yeah, well, what? Well, this was the 80s. She probably did have change in her purse. Yeah, true. So Veronica starts recording him, 
and at first it looks like she's trying to hide it, but then we find out she's actually not trying to hide it. And he sees the recorder, and this is when he realizes in his dumbass scientist brain, oh, she's not just here because she likes me. She's here because she's a journalist. Now, she does fall for him a little bit later, but yeah, um, he's not happy that she's recording this. So there's kind of a tense exchange, and she actually leaves. And what does she do? She goes right to her editor because she works for a magazine. What's the name of the magazine, guys? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Particle Magazine. Part- Thank you, Matt. Oh, yeah. shit. Matt came through. Matt out. said some nice. dumbass shit about 45 seconds ago that I'll probably have to edit out. <laughs> False. But then he drops this dime on us. <laughs> that False. is great. Good job, Matt. We're, Excellent. We're all pulling for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so she brings it right to her editor, who is the slime ball named Stathis. Now, if your name is Stathis, you are automatically a dickbag. <laughs> if we have any Stathises out there that listen to this... Go fuck yourself. How could you not be, though, with a name like that? He probably got picked on to no end. What kind of name is Stathis? Up. That's a weird name. I don't Isn't know. that the name of a guy in Game of Thrones? Stathis Baratheon? Is that his name? Stannis. Stannis. See? Close. Stannis sounds cooler than I Stathis. Have, I have a cousin named Mathis, That's, and, that, and I've always well, thought that was a weird name, but he's a badass. Stathis. Stathis. Matt, do you know anything about the name Stathis? No. Damn no, it. I don't. Neither. It sounds like Eastern European for sure. But he looks like just some typical ass guy that would live in, you know, Canada. Yeah. He's got a great beard. He does have a good beard. Strong <laughs> he does, beard. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So he, he's kind of an asshole and we get that right away. And we find out that they were formerly in a relationship and he can't let it go. And so she's kind of annoyed by it, but they work together. He drives a Maserati. So clearly he's good at what he does. Of course, it is the shittiest Maserati in all of film. <laughs> Like, it is the ugliest car you've ever seen. And I'm like, how is this a Maserati? <laughs> I don't like Maserati anyways, but it really made me hate this this brand. Yeah, those door handles were... So anyways, Veronica plays this recording, and Stathis thinks that Seth is a total bullshit con artist. Yeah. And that kind of makes sense. Like, that's a, he's like, oh, yeah, it's the old trick, the old yeah. teleportation mm-hmm. trick, right? And so as they're talking, the phone rings. It's receptionist, and Seth has showed up at her office. So he comes in and meets her, and Stathis is like, oh, I heard about you, the magician, or whatever, and he leaves. <laughs> and he actually convinces her to come back to his place and to talk to him again, and they actually go out for hamburgers. Yeah. Now, they have this weird, like, almost like inside joke right away, where he does, like, hamburgers. He does a little thing with <laughs> yeah. his hands. Yeah. Hamburgers? Because he's Goldblum. He's what? so Goldblum. So is she making fun of him in this movie later when she does it? Like, hey, hamburgers, you weirdo. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Because, yeah, that's the natural course of that joke. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so they go out for burgers, and he it kind of explains the invention and that he can only transport um, inanimate objects. And they have a discussion. What happens is she agrees to write a book about his journey because he thinks he's really close to pulling off this teleportation machine with living tissue at some point. Do you think she has ulterior motives at this point? She does. Do you think she's like playing off this you're so cute and stuff just to get an in get that to story. write this book to get the story? Yeah. If it was any other actress other than Gina Davis, yes, absolutely. But Gina plays a pretty good, nice girl kind of really interested in him thing. Mm-hmm. I almost would have liked if there was more uh, fuck him over. Like double more, cross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. underpinning. But, yeah, yeah, but there, there's not. No, but he, her, her boss did convince her to go back and get the story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Stannis, what is it? Stathis. Stathis, that's right. Stathis. So we see Veronica's house, 
and I, I love this scene because she walks in her house and there's a gigantic ashtray on the table. And it's, yeah, you notice that? Yeah, it's <laughs> totally <laughs> 80s awesomeness. And as she, she hears her showers running, as she walks to go to her shower, you see everyone on set in the reflection of the door. <laughs> didn't notice. It's a glass door. You see, like, it looks like it's a, a what's his name, Cronenberg leaning up against, like, a piano or oh, something. There's another guy like, oh, shit. And here, here we are. We're part of this. <laughs> I'm sure when they were editing that, they're like, oh, fuck, we're in the scene, but we can't take it out because we need to transition from the living room to the bathroom anyways you know anytime i see something like that i think of something i heard several years ago where a filmmaker was like you know if if people notice the mistakes in your movie then there's something wrong with your movie because they're not paying attention to did what's you, going on did you guys mm -hmm. notice it i did not no no, no I i've seen this movie so many times that i looked for that Hmm. Yeah, like Saving Private Ryan, I could pick out literally fifty mistakes in that movie because I love it and have seen it right. one hundred and eighty times. Hmm. Anyways, it was funny to see it, and I watched it over like six times. So she goes in the bathroom, and Stathis is in there because he still has a key to her place from when they were dating. And she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Ah, you know, I was smelly. I'm taking a shower. What are you doing?" She's like, "This is my house, you dickhead." <laughs> I was smelly. Hard day. What the. Yeah, so he makes like he <laughs> acts bad like shit. he <laughs> acts like a creeper and kind of and it's like he's harassing her, and she's like she's like you gonna get the fuck out of here and he's like oh yeah she's like you gonna give me my key back he's like I'll leave but I'm gonna keep the key yeah, yeah. what the hell he's that guy he's creepy yeah. he's that guy shallow well, creepy. And she's like I should have changed my locks and he's like. I knew you wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I knew you wouldn't because I knew you want me back. Well, it, but it kind of shows that they probably have had an on again, off again. Clearly. Relationship. And I mean, so. Yeah, he's he's perfectly at home in her residence. Yeah. yeah. He's been there. He's done things. Yeah. On that couch. He's pooped in the toilet. <laughs> probably in the sink. The way he acts. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I mean, maybe. So he's she, an asshole. He's an asshole, and, and that's all established. It's, it's actually a, a good scene. It, it takes two minutes. It explains their whole backstory, and it's, and it's kind of funny. There's a lot of humor in this film, actually, mm -hmm. especially with Jeff Goldblum. I mean, the guy's <laughs> funny just looking at him, but he, he delivers some great lines. Yeah. yeah. So she goes back. Veronica goes back to Seth's place, and Seth's like, you know what? I'm going to transport a baboon for you, and you're going to document this. I'd like to take a quick moment to talk about Baboons and mandrels, cool. my least favorite animals on the fucking planet. Baboons? Why? I think they're the most evil, dangerous-looking little creatures of all time. Did a baboon pick on you when you were younger? <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like a dog that can do the monkey bars and bite your face off and then rip your face off, rip your arms, and then they're gigantic, bulbous, swollen asses mm -hmm. hanging out. Just there's nothing about this animal that I like. They do have those long, vicious snouts too. Dude, they they yeah. have human front teeth with yeah. dog fangs. Yeah, yeah with fangs. Mm. Yeah. That's that's not Christian. No, that's <laughs> not Christian. So along those coming lines, from you, later in the movie, when the uh, the baboon runs and jumps yeah. into a naked Jeff Goldblum's arms, I would be terrified. Yeah, because yeah, man, I'd be like, man, that's not a banana. Leave it alone. Yeah. You can't trust those things. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. With I think strength. I would trust a baboon more than a bird. I hate birds. What? But a bird doesn't have the strength to rip your head off. Well, that's true. That's true. They just pick your eyeballs out. Bird gets irrational. You swat it. <laughs> swat a baboon. You got problems. The biggest bird on earth that can fly, so not an ostrich or an emu, you could fuck up by just swatting it out of the air. A right? California condor? Yeah, what is it going to do? It know. weighs 30 Carry pounds. Carry your ass off. <laughs> no, they're, they're big, but they don't weigh anything. The freaking baboon, that, that's an 80-pound yeah. death machine. <laughs> death <laughs> machine. <laughs> 
And then the mandrel. Guys, if you don't know what a mandrel is, it's a right. tropical baboon that's even more terrifying. Look that up. Are those the colorful face ones? Yeah. Those are cool looking. Which yeah, are the ones cool. with the red butts? The mandrels have more red butts, but baboons yeah. also have big old sweaty red asses. I find, I find that hilarious. <laughs> I thought you were going to... I don't know what you're going to say. So, so when I was a little kid, I went to the Brookfield Zoo in Chicago, and they have this great exhibit that's like the rainforest, and there's South America and Africa. And I'm in the African side, and it's the rain and the fake thunder and lightning. I loved it as a kid. And we're with the school group, and I look over the railing, and there's a, a mandrel sitting there jerking off furiously. <laughs> and I remember the teacher trying to shield everyone from this thing, whacking it. And I'm just like, yes, get it. That was the only time I was ever amused by one of those animals. God, I love life. apes. Ken, that is oh, high comedy. Group. That, that <laughs> ape knew kids were coming. Yeah, It did. Seriously, its yeah. ape friends told him, like, the, we have... We have a bunch of school kids coming in today. What are you going to do to fuck with them? He's like, I know just the thing. Right. <laughs> now their prolapsed assholes aren't offensive enough. <laughs> That's seriously. I think they would be. Aff- I think the apes would be offended because he knew what he was. Doing. A mandrel and a baboon are not apes. They're so much like us. They're gross. I, I also awesome. want to ask. Where the hell did he get this baboon? Does yes, he live around you. the corner from Baboons R yeah, Us? A, does he have a key to the zoo? What I, the hell's going no, on here? Be, well, here's the, usually us. when they do testing on animals, I, I didn't think they used baboons. I could be wrong. I thought they used, um, what's the other little tiny monkey? Little, not a spider oh, monkey. Shit. Um, they they I, typically, uh, they do I'm, test. I'm a cock? I'm not a hip on my monkey names. Yeah, I'm not yeah. hip on your monkeys. It, and a, a baboon, that seems to be, he's starting off a little high. Why don't That's you start right. off with a rat or something? Yeah, a mouse. Yeah. A grasshopper. Yeah. Yeah. What the a hell? A uh, fly. Uh, oh, <laughs> hey, shit. Whoa. Let's get a complex, angry animal that if it comes out okay, but under psychosis, right. it's going to murder everyone in the That's block. Just, yeah. Yeah. Dude, and when he transfer, transports it and it fucks up, that thing Gross. Is Did you guys see the little, the little animal carrier that he had to stuff it in? I'm like, that That baboon would be pissed coming out of that thing. You <laughs> see how mad a rage. cat gets when it's in a box yeah. and you take it home from the shelter? Yeah. Imagine a baboon in that box. Yeah, it'd rip your face off. So, Holy shit. So is, this what, baboon. is this what they do in the prestige, but he, he, <laughs> the show, prestige. But he shows the dead clone? <laughs> what a fucking terrible movie that yeah. was. Wow, thanks for that. <laughs> the prestige. So, Isn't sorry. murder clones in that? <laughs> yeah. He's just showing the murdered clone in this one. <laughs> so he, he puts a baboon in the pod. And Veronica's filming it, and he goes to transport it. And the little sequence of the transporting is, is actually a really nice effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. it shows it the good. swirling like at a molecular level, and boom, it kind of vanishes. The computer starts trying to compute how to reassemble it, and then we see the other pod. A light flashes, and there's like smoke. And I love this. They slowly open the pod door, or no, before he opens it, this bloody hand, yeah, like, it's a bit yeah. some sort of yeah. appendage. I yeah. don't know what the hell it was. He opens the door, and the baboon is there, but it's turned inside out. Yeah, it's, but it's yeah. still alive. Fucked up. It's uh, cool. Yeah. It's like uh, it's gross. It's like withering around, and you can still see kind of its skeletal structure and musculature. It's like ah, ah, ah. yeah, gross. I love it. Yes. The nastiest Muppet I've ever seen. <laughs> do you, where do you think that prop is? That's that, a good question. Does like Cronenberg have that in his living Probably. room? Probably. Yeah. I would hope that he would. So obviously the experiment doesn't work and Veronica's disgusted. Now, if I'm Veronica, I'm probably just leaving right then and there. Like, you're twisted and that's yeah. messed up. But no, she's interested and she's yeah, like... She's into it. She's like, it's, it was just a bad yeah, moon. I, I don't... This, th- that scene, the scene where she stays and she records him, that doesn't resonate with me. The weird thing is that night, uh, Veronica randomly falls for Seth. 
and yeah, she very quickly right she she starts like r- rubbing on his tie yep. next thing you know they're naked and she's kind of on top of him and she's talking about how you know nice his skin is and all this and she actually gives him inspiration to make the machine work oh right? yeah that's right yeah, yeah. You, all you need is a naked gina davis for inspiration all you scientists out there just so you know good luck so is this yeah. the part where his back is hurting and he's got like a microchip yeah, yeah. he rolls over yeah, on what? the on the flip and fuck yeah. i mean the uh fold out <laughs> flip and fuck that's yeah. what we call them that's in a, uh, college by the that's way a good name. and he rolls over on this like microchip and it's like embedded it's embedded it was yeah. some, that must have been some rough sex well you know, and here's the connection the i took what? to video drones like um because it seems like cronenberg likes to mix like sex with technology and stuff oh, yeah. um with with video drum especially and i thought the scene seemed a little like forced or even like they could have edited that part out absolutely a little tech, yeah. but there's a microchip involved with sex it's well it's, it's also foreshadowing to mm-hmm. the what happens to that part of his back oh yeah, yeah right. that's where the hairs first right and i often appear. wondered if, if him having that slight injury is why we get the hairs growing out of his back oh, yeah. later yeah but it's kind of a neat little foreshadowing thing. She finds it. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're bleeding. I just met you. Let me kiss it. <laughs> yeah, gross. But again, this is the 80s. People more maybe more didn't care. problems I have with all of this. I want to lick your wound. So nasty. So he goes up to the computer console and he starts typing up some stuff in. He's trying to figure out how to help the computer learn um, what it's seeing because he thinks that the computer can't figure out organic tissue so he messes with it and he gets two deliciously looking fatty strip steaks yeah. real fatty good looking yeah. steak like like the butcher's like i'm not gonna trim these up for you this is <laughs> fresh with all the fat and he cuts them up and he transports one and he then he cooks both of them and of course he's like hey veronica do you want to try these steaks she's like i'll eat something transported in your machine i well, already she was hesitant. i already licked your blood and she had was. sex with you i might as well she was hesitant so the one steak that didn't get transported was delicious. The second steak tasted funny. Yeah, she yeah. said it tasted <laughs> synthetic. Synthetic, yeah. that's right. So, <clears throat> AKA microwaved. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so this, you know, Seth kind of realizes that the computer is not making a copy of the steak, or it's not transporting the original. It's 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 making a new steak. Mm-hmm. This goes back to my Star Trek thing. My, I have a really weird Star Trek theory. Hmm. Every time someone in Star Trek gets in the transporter, oh, they God. die. They're dead. Yeah. But their exact replica with memories comes out the other side. Hmm. And so they're so... In the Star Trek universe, it's so important to advance civilization and to help that they're okay with committing suicide. Wait, they daily. knowingly do this? I always theorize that how, how could they not know? They know that they're yeah. still going to exist, but their existence will end. Does that make sense? Yeah. I would never get in a transporter. No, hell no. no you're no. you're dead. Now, Matt, you would come out again, and we would all know you as Matt, but the Matt from before, dead. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. So I, It's fucked up. I mean, that's why I say they, I, I wonder. How I would they not know? How would they know? I don't know. How yeah. would they know? I go back to Willy Wonka. I think he's the greatest <laughs> scientist. He's the greatest scientist the world has ever seen because mm-hmm. he invented a teleportation device that actually acts actually deconstructs humans and puts them back together. Well, with Mike TV, it wasn't right. quite complete, but it did successfully deconstruct and reconstruct him. Mm-hmm. Greatest scientist the world has ever known, yes. Willy Wonka. You know, they used Willy Wonka's technology when they built the first Starship Enterprise. <laughs> 
unknown fact. Is it full of candy also? It is. <laughs> Who can make a sunrise? So, yeah, so Seth realizes this. I always think this is interesting because, again, I think that the transportation by dissim- or, um, dismantling is, is just bullshit and you would be dead. Even if you come back out the other side. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Now we're going to go and talk about Stathis again because we cut to Stathis, <laughs> Stathis and he's weird and jealous. And he was actually parked outside the lab the night that Veronica first stayed over and follows her to a clothing store. Creeper. So for some reason, Veronica stays with Seth. She drives to J.C. Penny or whatever. And she's like, I'm going to buy him a nice leather coat because his clothes suck. And Stathis walks in the store and confronts her about it. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> we're not dating, you asshole. I can stalker. sleep over wherever I want. And he's such an ass. I'm Go like, away from me. It's like, know? why would yeah. she ever talk to him again? Well, she works, she for, works him. for him. She works for him. He's her boss. Oh, yeah, he's so. the editor. And that's he po- appears at her house randomly. Yeah. That's true. So, that's very true. <laughs> he's a friendly stalker. Yeah. <laughs> Follows her to Mervyn's or he's wherever. He's safe. It'll be fine. Yeah. He's safe. By, by the way, they actually uh, they actually did the, the baboon uh, thing twice in this movie. Mm-hmm. So after this meeting... She goes back to Seth's house, and he's like, I'm going to do the baboon again. He's like, hey, I got another disposable baboon. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, made some tweaks. Got another baboon. <laughs> disposable ape. That's a band name, by the way. Disposable ape. Yeah. Really? Really? No, I just made that. Yeah, that's oh, oh that's a great you name. Can, you can have it. if you. Any, yeah, you can take it. Any people out there forming bands, disposable you can have ape, disposable they are ape. great. So you would think Veronica would be like, I'm not watching it. But, you know, one of these things get turned inside out again. But she's really bought into, you know, Seth's genius. And so... He puts the baboon in the thing, yeah. shuts the door, transports it. Now we've got the fog you can't see, and he opens the goes. door. And then? And this freaking baboon comes running out and jumps in his arms. That would freak me In out. a yeah. terrifying manner. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? How are they close? Does he just keep the baboons around? The, baboons <laughs> in, the baboon is also in love with him. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. He, oh, maybe yeah. maybe he has that that effect, just the Jeff he's Goldblum got, effect. He's got power over women and baboons. Remember, and he apologizes for killing the baboon sibling. He does. He's talking yes. to it. What the? F- but and by the way, when he, when he when he's doing this, um, isn't he drunk? Mm-hmm. He's drunk at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So he's drunk because he's mad that Veronica hasn't come back yet. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I made a mistake. She comes back later. She doesn't see the second baboon. So he's drunk and he's worried about where she is because he's jealous as hell. Mm-hmm. And he transports the baboon. And once that works, he's like, you know what? I'm going to transport myself. Yep. yep. Because I'm drunk and stupid. Let's get crazy. Fuck it. Let's do this. Oh, 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 with foreshadowing. Remember? There was a fly harassing the baboon. And it's like swatting at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you? I could hardly watch that baboon. And that's oh, <laughs> why are you a baboonist? Yeah, because baboonist. that thing is a terrifying animal. It's like it's, like it's a person with a dog head when, i don't know when you go to the zoo do the apes just randomly throw shit at you is it just no. right away no they sense that i want to murder them all no they yeah. jack off for him yeah they, <laughs> or, or do they masturbate they and just, they try to hit you they with just it? beat it with the ejaculate me. apparently <laughs> you know like, Han- like hannibal lecter's uh cell neighbor <laughs> yeah oh god that's what did he say to you Claudies? <laughs> look at the blood <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do that movie so he he gets the thing in the pod teleports teleports successfully so then he gets in the pod, and we the audience knows that the fly is in the pod. He doesn't know. And the fly kind of gets up in the window and lands there, and he transports. Oh, yeah. I right, yep. Real quick here. This is where also I have an issue with Jeff Goldblum, the scientist. Scientists. No, I know exactly what you're going to say. Say it. Sterile environment. Of course. You would think Fail. this would be in a clean room. Yes. Yeah. How do, you, how do you transport yourself with the microbes that are already on your skin? That exactly. Would, 
I mean, it wouldn't work. That's no. why Walter White was so nuts on that one episode because he saw yeah. the fly. <laughs> he oh, saw shit. what happened. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> so he transports. He goes through the the thing and he comes out. He's butt naked because you got to transport naked. Yeah, you this don't is want your clothes. This is when I butt. realized why the smoke was in the pods to hide dong. Yes, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> exactly. No other reason uh, than to hide Goldblum's dong. Right, and, and so sorry, guys. This is when Veronica comes back and you know she's happy to see him and he's like i i went through and she's like you could have died i uh yeah. uh it it uh it, it worked <laughs> uh, want to get so, some pizza so they're kind of messing around <laughs> and she rubs her hand on his back and there's some little gross hairs where that microchip was stuck in his back and she rubs her hand over it and as she does we get a great fly sound effect yeah it's like a and I'm like, oh, that's, that's fucking gross. Flies are gross, but they're very clean. So I want to bring something up that's a classic, you know, TV movie trope. What's that? So he's sleeping naked. Veronica comes over, and he does the wrap the sheet around mm. yourself yeah. so no one can see you naked. And you see this in movies and shit all the time, and it's like, why do people do that? You've already seen each other naked. <laughs> Why are you grabbing the sheet? You've never wrapped a sheet around yourself? No, never. Me either. Who yeah. does that? I just walk around naked. I don't care. Actors. Yeah. Well, that's they have to because you can't it. see all their, well, their tidbits. I understand, but you think, like, I understand it more from the female perspective because they have the upper body that's harder to, you know, get the camera away from. Yeah. But uh, the bottom, you could just pan up and not do the <laughs> stupid sheet thing. I know. It, I never it, got the stupid sheet trope. Since I was about things. 12 or 13, this has always bothered me. Well, I mean, think about it. There's, there's the sheet thing. How about in, in scenes where everyone has to be drinking something? You, you have to make the scene visually yeah. interesting. Because if everyone just sat around and just talked like we normally talk, movies would suck. Mm -hmm. That's why they wrap sheets around their legs and they pour <laughs> drinks and they smoke cigarettes and they, they do shit, right? You have to have some type of action. They act like real humans. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Humans really drink and do other shit. Wow. So right away, we start to see um, Seth's fly powers. And it starts kind of subtly where he just seems like he's just happy and feeling fit. He is, he's doing like... High uh, energy. He's doing crazy like workouts on his chair where he's like doing <laughs> handstands. And then he's <laughs> swinging around a bar in his house. And it's clearly not Jeff Goldblum. No. no. It's yeah. like some short ass like dude. Yeah. He became a... Amazing gymnast. <laughs> yeah. all of a and what, what the hell is that bar doing there? Like, <laughs> I thought the same thing. If that a, was a water pipe and that broke, you would fuck oh, up the whole. That's a lot of force with him swirling around. Like yeah, that. I've never, I've never seen a fly do bars. <laughs> well, this isn't a fly. This is a fly human hybrid. <laughs> so they go out for like a day on the town, and he's being real nice to her. And then I, I think it's actually a few days transpire, and he's at this cafe, and he's just dumping sugar in his coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Because now he craves sweets, right? And she notices it, and yeah. he's super manic when they're talking. Like, he won't shut up. It's like he's on. It's like he's actually on coke in the 80s, mm -hmm. yeah. which he probably could have been. Oh, yeah. Do you know what would have been more accurate other than, like, you know, dumping the sugar in there? What's that? Is if he kept running to the bathroom for <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dude, wouldn't it be funny if he, like, couldn't control Comes out it? with a big log in his hands, and his <laughs> mouth is all gross. Oh, my God. 
He's like, I got an urge to smell the bathroom again. <laughs> he just kept running to the bathroom. And she's like, why the fuck do you keep going to the bathroom? You know, it, it would be... Someone just took a dump. It would be it fun if so like... Good. Don't flush it. Don't flush it. If Cronenberg somehow incorporated that shit aspect. Like like they're walking on the sidewalk and a dog takes a fresh <laughs> bender. And he just dips his hand in it and just smelling it. Think if this movie was directed by John Waters. Oh, oh God. my God. It would be rated X for sure. Yeah. It would be awesome. This so, movie is gross, but goddamn, it yeah, has potential. It he, thinks, he thinks he has purified and cleansed himself, which is why he feels so good. And he's convinced that, you know, she needs to go through this transformation also because he feels like a million bucks. But right away, he starts looking shitty. So they have like this marathon sex session where she's like, are you done? He's like, <laughs> no, I'm ready to go again. And she's like fuck this yeah. Yeah. and he gets mad not that she doesn't want to have sex with him anymore but because she is not on this level that he's at and he's like get in the pod and she's like fuck you i'm not getting in the pod <laughs> yeah and he kind of tries to force her and she's like no and actually before she denies him she's fixated on those gross hairs mm-hmm. on his oh, yeah, back and she right. actually she cuts them. them off with these big ass kitchen <laughs> shears yeah it is disgusting oh. anyways while she's doing this is when he gets upset with her and tries to force her in the pod he actually ends up throwing her out of the apartment yeah but and before he does he says i'm gonna go get someone else yeah. well yeah, yeah. He's, he's like i don't need you i can get someone else that will do this so, yeah. so he exits in his dress pants and just a leather coat yeah. he's, he's no good. shirt that's yeah. the ensemble that i, I that's my <laughs> go to Saturday night ensemble Khak- khakis and a leather jacket <laughs> I, my note says Seth goes out on the town in fly mania mode <laughs> fly mania because he is he's crazy great, yeah. and he goes to some CD bar and he walks in and there's this kind of um, how would I describe this lady a floozy woman at the bar. Yeah. yeah. She's, and she's watching these guys arm wrestle, right? She's unclean. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And he's like promiscuous. Arm wrestling on. Huh? Oh, he orders a scotch. Yeah. And he, he right away hears about this arm wrestling. He's like, I bet you, Jamokes, a hundred bucks that I can beat you in arm wrestling. And this big guy's like, ah, you're a little skinny bitch. I'll take you on. And so Seth proceeds to compound fracture, break his arm. Dude, and when they're when they're having their arm wrestle and that all the ooze. Yeah, what the what hell? is that? That's fly juice. Fly juice? Fly juice is delicious. <laughs> do people, oh. do people arm wrestle at bars or is that just a movie thing? <laughs> I've never seen it happen. It's always in movies, it's just though. Just in Stallone movies. I, and I've this. seen it once. I've seen it at a once. house party a few times. I've seen it once in a bar. Never I don't think I've arm wrestled since like but it's third it, grade recess. Yeah, it's weird. Was yeah. over the top before this movie? Over the top. It was 88, wasn't it? Yeah. So two years so after. Right. Yeah. Okay, so they took that from this, the wrist thing. I hope so. Anyways, when the arm breaks, the the special effect is wonderful. So the mm-hmm. bone pops out of his wrist. It doesn't yeah. immediately shoot blood. And after his arms land there with the bone stick out, then you see that you know there's obviously some heavy bleeding and it's great. And, and they it, just leave. He, he grabs, yeah, he grabs the, her. She's impressed. She's like, what are you, yeah. what are you a bodybuilder or something? And yeah, he's if like, I was I her, I'd be like, hours. fuck this. Yeah. I'm not going with that dude. He takes his bounty he, yeah, and he leaves. He has no remorse about busting that dude's <laughs> No, arm. he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> no, so he takes her home and impresses her with his fly fucking powers. Yeah. <laughs> and, right? That's what he has. Yeah, he mean, looks he, like shit. You're not, you're not wrong. His face is all gross looking. In the morning, um, he wants her to get in the pod. And she's like, I don't want to get in the pod. He's like, it'll make you sexy. And she's like, 
I already feel sexy. <laughs> and he's like, ah. And then, <laughs> and then right then Veronica walks in and then there's the awkward, you know, your girlfriend catching you with another girl kind of thing. Yeah, She's remember, like, thanks for the good time. Remember, <laughs> don't, remember yeah. he, he's like, I, yeah, I live with my mom too. Oh, it, dude, I wrote right. that right here. Yeah. <laughs> also, I like when, when Veronica yeah. says, be afraid, be very afraid. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, cool. It's a kind of a dumb, is that line from something else? It's, Gee, it might be. I know that Adam's family does it. Yeah, <laughs> Wednesday it, says it to the new nanny. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there's lots of humor in this movie, which really helps with some of these tricky scenes. Yeah. You kind of laugh at them, right? Veronica gets uh, this, or excuse me, she confronts him about his erratic behavior because he is acting like an asshole. His mm-hmm. face looks fucked up, and she's like, "Hey, by the way, dipshit, yeah, I got those hairs on your back that I cut <laughs> off with <laughs> kitchen way, shears. Dipshit. Yeah, tested. Uh, they're from an insect." You fucked up, guy. Yeah. Uh, well, he, she doesn't know. He says they think they're from, they're, they're not human, and they might be in. You have fly pubes growing out <laughs> of your back, <laughs> right? Fly pubes. Well, he kind of like she leaves, <laughs> and he uh, he starts finally reflecting on what's going on with his behavior because he hasn't lost his intelligence. He's just been consumed with this, you know, this these feelings, and he's like, shit, that's weird. Yeah. So he goes back to the computer, and by the way, the computer scenes in this movie look really crisp and good. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. Most 80s yeah. like show like the green screen shittiness. This one is very clear. Looks nice. Mm-hmm. And, and he definitely had Oregon Trail on that computer. <laughs> yeah, right? for sure. And Math Munchies was on there too. If you remember yeah. Math Munchies. Yeah, Munchies. I was bad at that because I suck at math. Yeah, me too. I preferred Oregon Trail. <laughs> I could die of dysentery in Nebraska. <laughs> it happens to all of us. Uh, oh, God. So he, he goes and he starts looking in the mirror and shit and he looks at his fingers and he kind of puts his finger in his mouth and accidentally rips his fingernail off and yeah. pus starts this oozing out worst. of his fingertips. Yeah. So he's popping his fingertips. It's disgusting. Gross. Yeah, like yeah. a zit. Like you Ugh. can tell those are prosthetics cuz his fingers are super long but, but still, they it look looks really good. good. It looks good. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, they yeah. don't look like super shitty fake prosthetic no. fingers. By the way, when when Veronica first walks in after he's done having that, you know, marathon sex session with the bar lady, I like that she's like you don't look good. You don't smell good either. Yeah. I'm gonna, I just could think of like the smell of like rotting and flesh. He says, yeah. I've never been much for bathing. Yes. I know. Yeah. Again, a funny, weird line. And now he's into the, the poop, right, Doug? I don't even yeah. think they gave That's him the right. script. They're like, just be yourself, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, just, just, just be you. I think he's probably at this time not much for bathing. Goldblum yeah. d- didn't look like a bather in the 80s no. and 90s. He's one of those guys that looks way better now yeah, than seriously. he did in the 80s. He looks like he he's does. a handsome, sharp-looking dude now, mm-hmm. but in the 80s, that's true. he's a goofy, bug-eyed-looking, <laughs> yeah. weird guy. He had great hair, though. That's true. Yeah. He was, he, he was, he was pretty trim. good physique. Yeah, he's he in good trim. shape. He and Ice Cube had the same hairdo, I think. <laughs> oh, man. Ice Cube would not like that you said that. <laughs> so he goes to the computer, and he goes through all the analysis and he, he f- figures out what happens and he's like oh shit this could be good maybe okay, is this the part where he practically has a conversation with the computer yes the, 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 the computer's logic, very smart yeah that yeah okay what do, you, what do you think about that, Matt? Is that not accurate? No, it's not accurate. Like, you can, oh, no shit. Fuck. He's got Jarvis installed. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Seth says some funny shit and and a couple of these scenes. So I, I just wrote, he still has, has his sense of humor, which I think he does throughout the entire, the entire, mm-hmm. all the way to the end. Yeah. yeah. Until the yeah. very end, which I like, I like laughing at, at these messed up scenes. Veronica comes back again and she, to see, and she hasn't seen Seth in a while. Now does he call her? Right. Yeah. And they haven't seen each other in like four, four weeks, mm-hmm. four weeks, it, four weeks. Yeah. Four weeks. 
And so she comes back and he looks like shit. And he's like talking to her and he's got like junk food all over his place and he like picks yeah. up a donut and he and he's looking gross and he looks right at her and barfs all over the donut. Yeah. He's like that's so gross. And she's like he even oh, says, God, that's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. goes, Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. He says it in so such a gold bloom way. <laughs> yeah. And and as this is happening, his his damn ear falls off. Oh. Yeah. And Veronica's like, Oh my God. So she runs back to the her place of work and tells Stathis what's up. And Stathis is like, man, we got to see this guy. Um, and by the, and by the way, you want to have sex? He yeah, kind of says like this weird hell thing yeah. to her. No, yeah, creeper. Yeah, he's a typical dude. I don't know. Seeing that ear fall off, that's really interesting. Like that, he gets horny hearing about that. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I started craving creamed corn. But <laughs> oh my god! Uh, by the way, don't order a bunch of takeout and start no. watching this movie because you're not gonna finish it. Ugh. It's gonna ruin your meal, especially if it's the summertime and there's a fly buzz around your house. <laughs> it's gonna remind you that flies barf on everything they land on. No, no. Watch this movie eating creamed corn and raw spam. <laughs> oh, gross! For real. Oh. Wash it down with some milk. <laughs> oh God! Uh, Jesus. Yeah, it's gross. So, nasty. so Veronica goes back and she finds that Seth is on the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Now, now so, the last time she saw him, he was really frail and not feeling good. Yeah. This time, he's like Flyman more, but he's feeling a lot better. He's like crawling around and he's like, "Yeah, this isn't a bad thing. This is, you know." He starts to talk about how this fusion has made him something else and something better. And yeah. she's really weirded out by it. Yeah, wouldn't you be if you walked into someone's apartment <laughs> yeah. and they were crawling the around on the ceiling? <laughs> hey, I'm up here. So she <laughs> look so, what I can do. <laughs> so she has footage of him, and because he he's gonna talk to her about how he eats and barf on food and do all this gross stuff, and she goes back again to Stathis and shows him the footage, and Stathis is like, "Oh God, like what do you, what do you say when you see that?" You say, uh, "Wanna fuck." <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's what that's he, what he says. That's what he, sure, that's pretty right. much what he says. Because so, he's a God. douche. So the next scene, she comes into her house and he's there, and she goes right into the bathroom and she's like really upset. He's like, "What's wrong?" And she's like, "I'm pregnant." And I love the first look on his face is amusement. Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah. He's yes. like, "Oh, ho, ho. he's such a dick." He's so weird, and she's like devastated. And she's like, I, "I don't want this baby." Yeah. So he's like, okay. So they go to. So I, this is when he flips, like he's a total asshole for the first half of the movie, and then flips a script and becomes totally endearing, supportive dude. I know. Now that there's a baby involved, like, oh, okay, I guess um, shit. He's just real. a family man at heart, guys. Oh shit. So yeah, he takes her to an abortion clinic to get rid of this baby, and in the scene, they're like in a hospital room, and there's like a bunch of people in there, and the doctor, the gynecologist, is Cronenberg. Cronenberg. And he's like, yeah, it'll be fine. And he's like looking around in there. And all of a sudden there's blood. And then he's like, oh, no, you're going to have to push. And I'm watching this. Oh, and yeah. I remember this scene, seeing it as a younger person, it really tripped me out. But <laughs> yeah. essentially she delivers a giant maggot. Yeah, <clears throat> larva. It's, and she's like, ah! And then she wakes up. It was a dream. Is right? this where they got the idea oh, for Junior? Oh, he gives birth to the baby Arnold. <laughs> I thought you were going to I thought you were going to say twins. And Danny, that's Danny DeVito coming out. <laughs> Jeez. Now you're going to get tweeted by Danny DeVito. I love Danny DeVito. Yeah, he Sorry, doesn't. Danny. He's fantastic. Yeah. So it's 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 a really gross, kind of shocking scene, especially when this movie came out, 86. I mean, obviously, we've seen shocking shit for more shocking shit lately, but at the time, that was pretty goddamn gross. <laughs> yeah. Again, when, when did Poltergeist 
because that thing looked like the worm that he pukes up in oh, Poltergeist yeah. when he drinks the tequila worm and then he pukes that thing up. Tequila. Oh, interesting. I didn't think about that. It, it, it actually doesn't look like a maggot. It looks like a, a meal worm. Like not a, a meal larva. worm. It's like a larva. larva. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting either way. I don't know. So, yeah. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> then we have... Uh, we, we realize that Seth now, he's trying to cure himself um, with the computer, but the voice recognition on the computer no longer works because mm-hmm. now his DNA is, is going to the... He's changing so much that he can't communicate with the computer. You're not Brundle. Yeah. yeah. I, I bet that Willy Brundlefly. Wonka... Brundlefly. I, I am Brundlefly. I bet Willy Wonka's computer would recognize his voice. <laughs> it would, too. Yeah. I like when he's trying to figure out that like the computer, his teeth start falling out all over the keyboard. God, it's so gross. I'm like, dude, you're gross. You're making your keyboard disgusting. That's the part yeah. I don't like the, the most is the fingernails and teeth stuff. That, uh, disgusting. that gets me the worst. Disgusting. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to describe how gross he is, but when they made this film, they went through. It's like, is it six iterations of makeup? Yeah, and I prosthetics? think so. Mm-hmm. Dude, he had to have been in that chair for hours. Oh, tons. Yeah, crazy yeah. amount of makeup and prosthetics. So Veronica kind of comes back to say her final goodbye to him, and he's looking really fucked up at this point, and she can hardly look at him. And there's this whole thing where she has that like light in her face, like they did in old movies where they showed the the lead actress there had like that light in their face, so she's all lit up and looks pristine. Yeah. And then they show him to, con- and he, to he, contrast. Yeah, he looks like total shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good shot. And she essentially is, is trying to say her goodbye, and it's 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 a, it's a very gross scene. So like, I don't have any heartfelt emotions, but she's disgusted and, and kind of leaves in a hurry. And what oh, is this? The part where he tells her that he's learned to embrace. Yeah, is this the yeah he insect goes to politics? Yeah. Oh, speech? he starts yeah. talking oh, gibberish about yeah. insect politics, and she's like, "Oh my god, he's lost his mind." Insects have no politics. Yeah, and she leaves, and she, and Stathis has driven her there. So in the parking lot, she's like, "Stathis, he's saying weird shit, and I gotta get rid of this baby. I don't want it in me." <laughs> and then we cut to see Seth the fly up on the roof, and he heard the whole thing because he's got his fly powers, yep. right? Yeah, fly man. So they drive off in the shitty Maserati, and they meet <laughs> they meet this weird doctor guy who's the same guy in Videodrome. Did you guys notice that? I didn't. Yeah. Uh-uh. Hmm. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> Brian <laughs> Brian Oblivion from Videodrome oh, is the doctor. Yeah. Oh shit. Now that you say it. Yeah, you're welcome. And the doctor's <laughs> really like, "Why do you guys want to do this?" She goes, "Well, we because the the father was deformed. We need an abortion." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Okay, I get all that, but why do you need it at two a.m. on a Tuesday?" Yeah, right. So he gets her into the room, and as she's waiting, we get this awesome jump scare where the fly Seth busts <laughs> through the glass and grabs her, snatches her out of there. Yeah. So he drags her away, looking all gross, looking disgusting, and has this weird conversation where he doesn't want her to get rid of the baby. He wants a family. He yeah. wants the Brundlefly to rule. <laughs> yeah, because this will work out well. He, <laughs> calls, he <laughs> calls himself Brundlefly. His last name is Brundle, by your, the way. That's why. dick's falling off and your ears are falling well, off get, and you want to have a family. Doesn't he get it's like the weird idea well. to put them all through the teleporter yep. so yeah. they yep. all become one entity? One entity. That's he so he hooks up the third telepod, apparently. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> So she goes missing, so Stathis drives right, because he knows what happened. He drives right to the place. Now, this is my favorite part of the whole movie because it's so fucking dumb. (laughs) If there's a giant fly man who's taken this girl that you like, you don't walk into his apartment with your gun disassembled in a case. (laughs) 
He shows up with a trap gun, a shotgun designed to shoot clay pigeons, and assembles it in the apartment. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Yeah, he takes it. He takes the case in there, opens it, and puts it together assembles inside. It. He was too horny to think <laughs> about doing that. It's a tra- it's a fucking trap gun. Like of all guns, I thought it was an interesting choice because it is a more accessible weapon. Typically in movies like this, like you know, the guy's going to bring an M60 machine gun. You're like, that guy would never have an M60 machine gun. <laughs> yeah. However, he may be an avid trap shooter. Actually, that's true. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, that goes to the character. Yeah, very accessible firearm. So he assembles it. And he's walking around in there, and the fly drops down from the ceiling and vomits <laughs> so corrosive cool. enzymes on his hand. And we get that Indiana Jones, yeah. yep. you know, effect. melting effect. And he drops a gun. He's like, ah. And then he barfs on his leg and melts his leg. He's got that stump leg. And right as he's oh. going to barf all over Stathis' face, <laughs> yeah. Veronica's yeah. like, don't do it. Yeah. Oh, man. And he's like, okay, I'll stop for you. <laughs> like... It's it's funny that she just yells at him and he instantly stops. I'm like, what the hell? If I were her, I'd be like, uh, barf like on him, and then when you're done doing that, I'll just shoot you and be rid of both <laughs> you, of you. Yeah, because <laughs> fuck you both, and then I'll be editor. Yeah, <laughs> this is my plan the whole time. Promotion. <laughs> so it's it's kind of weird. And then you know, this is Josh when Seth talks about how we can cure himself by using the three pods. Yeah. To make him and Ver- right. Veronica and the baby one. And Veronica is like freaked out by this, but she's kind of held captive. And as she kind of resists, as he tries to grab her, she accidentally rips his whole jaw. Yeah. yeah. Just this na- And then it quivers on the ground. Great practical effect. Yeah, yeah, it is really good. And then this is the whole best effect of the best effect of the movie when his rotten flesh finally falls off the fly core. Yeah. It's awesome and disgusting. And he turns into a full fly. But he's not full. He's like a full man fly thing hybrid no wings no yeah we're the wings man you didn't get wings by the way doesn't that jaw effect happen to her in beetlejuice oh it does <laughs> oh yeah. dude yeah oh, nice shit. weird that's true when did that come out what year 88 oh, okay right right around this time because yeah. this was Rose. peak gina yeah <laughs> so seth kind of tr- like forces her into the pod and then he gets into his pod and this is what's crazy about stathis the guy who's an asshole well, this asshole must have been a former special forces operator because he's like, I'm missing a hand and a leg. I'm still going to grab my trap gun and shoot the damn power cable <laughs> and interrupt the process because I'm a fucking hero. Yeah. A creepy, misogynistic, horny hero. Horny hero. But yet slightly endearing. Yeah. I, I like him at this Kinda, point. Yeah. He's like a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> so right, right when the whole thing starts to activate, he shoots the power cable and it blows up. So now Veronica's pod isn't connected. And now this whole fusion thing happens where Seth the fly fuses with part of the actual machine, mm-hmm. the pod, right? And it's it's this cool scene where the whole thing happens and she gets out okay and Seth falls out of the pod with like, he's got like a power cord up his ass. <laughs> he's all twisted. <laughs> he's yeah. all fucked up and he's like, Ugh. He looks uh. like the baboon from the... <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Earlier he kind on. of does. Yeah. And so Ver- Veronica kind of picks up the shotgun from the hero Stathis. And she kind of walks over. She's like, oh, God. And, <laughs> yeah. the, and the fly looks up. And he, with his claw hand, he grabs a shotgun and puts it towards his head like, please kill me. Kill me. But he can't talk, yeah. right? And now they're like, 
<laughs> they're like, just overact the shit out of this, Gina Davis. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. But wait a minute. I can't. I can. And boom, yeah. fucking blows his head off just like that. Yeah. Blood she spitting ba- ass she everywhere. She backs away and does it. Yeah. Because she doesn't want the shit splattering on her. No. Would you? No. <laughs> I don't want fly guts on me. And that ooze. Yeah, she obliges him, and right when she shoots him and he's dead, guess what happens, guys? Movie's <laughs> fucking it. over. Yep, yeah. that's it. Yeah. The shit's done. <laughs> the hero's dead. Done. Yeah. Do, do you know who didn't need three pods? Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> who can take a sunrise, sprinkle it with dew, cover it in chocolate and a miracle oh too? The candy man, Willy candy Wonka man. can. The candy man Jesus can. Christ. <laughs> The good news about that is it's really easy for me to cut out. Yeah. <laughs> so the movie ends right away, and that's what's great about it. Yeah. This movie isn't pretentious in any way, and that's my favorite part of the movie. It is, it is throwing a concept at you, the viewer, and you can take whatever you want out of it. I took it as a direct analogy of something happening to your body that you can't control. Yeah. It was interesting. The whole pregnancy thing I thought was neat. We see the woman's perspective of it as mm-hmm. well. And I like that they show that. So it's like guys and girls can relate to this film in a slightly different way. Yeah. The the body horror aspect of this is right. like, is nightmare fuel. And yeah, I do like the, uh, the woman's perspective as well. Because yeah, we got Jeff Goldblum. He can't control what's kind of essentially growing inside of him. Just like a pregnant woman. Yeah. Yeah. And and I like that the, 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 the woman, Gina Davis, is, is pretty much always in control and she's caring, and she kind of plays that that womanly role, whereas Seth, Jeff Goldblum, can't control himself. He's a typical dumbass guy. Yeah. And it kind of shows how they're struggling with something very similar but different, and I thought it was interesting. I don't know. And again, it's not pretentious or preachy anyway. You can take no. whatever you want out of it. Yeah. Matt, what did you take out of it? What, the overall <laughs> message of the movie? Yeah. Yes, the, what we were just talking about. Yes, correct. All right. What, you think I wasn't listening? Yes. It's like class where you caught me looking out the window. Like yes. I, no, I caught you doodling on a yeah, whiteboard. Yeah, That's Matt, fine. what's your favorite Massive Attack song? No. Ooh. <laughs> favorite Massive Attack song. It was that last one that Doug listened to. Who the fuck is... <laughs> these fucking pop quizzes. We just like to throw them out at you. Yeah, I noticed. Anyway, my takeaway of the movie... Mr. Iris Daydreaming Pilot. My, my takeaway is that the movie is about change, embracing change, the inevitable change, because actually the part... He does with, embrace it, you're right. He does, and the part about um, embracing the insect, mm-hmm. that is a reference to the Kafka book, The Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Honestly, and the, the book itself is about, it's kind of weird, um, a salesman who he goes to bed and then he wakes up the next uh, morning as a bug. That would suck. But, but anyway, again, and the gist of that book is about, oh shit, I've just experienced a major change in my life. You need to embrace it, for better or worse, because you can't deny it. And I, I think that's what uh, what Goldblum was saying at that point in the movie. He's embracing it in full, Yeah, and he's yeah. going with the book. I think, the, I think when they were writing the script, that was a huge inspiration, was that book, that Kafka book. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is kind of like the movie Bucket List, but just a lot more disturbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? That movie made me cry. Bucket List or this yes, one? Yes, Bucket List. Oh, no, the fly didn't make me cry. Bucket List is a, a really good movie, and yeah. it's very sad. It is. <laughs> but it's very endearing. Yeah, so this movie is sci-fi with elements of body horror. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I mean, obviously I give this this movie two thumbs up because I like that it is... It's, to the point, it's not preachy, but gives you a lot of the visual awesomeness you want from an 80s film. Mm-hmm. 
all the practical effects you could ever want. Um, with interesting characters and a good cast. And I like that it's a small cast. It is three people. Oh, shit. That's true. That's all we that's need. Three people. Yeah. And it takes place in essentially two locations, right? It's also a good remake, which yeah. is kind of rare. Yeah. It is a good remake. The first one was 1958. Oh, yeah, with Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. Help me. And the, yeah. the premise is the same. Yeah. yeah. You build a transport or transportation device. Fly gets in there. goes wrong. And. It Shit also, happens. It Shit also happens. gave us a really good Treehouse of Horror episode. Oh, it did. I nice. love that episode so much. <laughs> Those are always so well crafted. Yeah. Yep. Very good. So Simpsons does Halloween shit great. Mm-hmm. Doug, what do you think about this movie? It's. I mean, I can reiterate what Matt said, what you have said. It's the metaphor is there and in your face. You can either accept the changes that your body goes through when you're aging i relate it to the aging process you know as a child i remember being terrified of death you know and at some point in my life i came to terms with it i accept it as inevitable right i have no reason to fear it because there's nothing i can do about it Mm -hmm. so that's what happens to him you know he knows at some point i'm decomposing i'm turning into a fly i don't know what this is leading to and there's nothing I can do to stop it. So might as well try to, you know, to make the best right. out of it. Yeah. I mean, he does try to stop it at some point with the three pods. And, you know, there are plenty of things out there that people try to do to stop their aging process or, right. you know, I w- keep from dying. <laughs> I, I, I always think it's funny when you look at especially these old Hollywood actresses. And they don't work anymore, but they've, they've done so much plastic surgery stuff to oh, look geez. young. Yeah. And they end up looking terrifying. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then when you see people that are just old because they're old, they look great. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of people now feel this weird pressure to be younger. Now I know that Hollywood as an industry probably really forces <laughs> yeah. that on, yeah. which is it unfortunate. Perpetuates <laughs> yeah. that for sure. Yeah, but at some point we need to just embrace we're going to be old. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be yeah. old with a you know plastic, scary ass looking face, or do you want to have an old face? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and some people do it right. You know, some people have gotten pl- plastic surgery. Dolly Parton, Jamie oh. Lee Curtis. Yeah. By the way, I'm, I am totally. I'm not saying I'm against plastic surgery. In no, any way. and I I'm wasn't just, alluding to yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't want to know? come off that way, but. And I think it's. I think it's perfectly fine. I don't think. You know, it is some level of vanity to want to continue to look good, and they're. Yeah, that, that's fine. You know who looks it's really great nature. is Mickey Rourke. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like Brundlefly. Now. I kid, I <laughs> kid. <does>. No, but <laughs> this movie is really great. I love the, uh, I love the metaphors. I love the body horror aspect of it. Everything yeah. in it looks great. The performances are great. It's disgusting, just to the right <laughs> level of disgust. So you know, I give it four out of five stars. Four out of five, Josh. Yeah, it's interesting watching this movie later on in life, like, or, yeah, recently. I used to watch it as a kid, and it was just like, yeah, the body horror, terrifying, like, good sci-fi. I didn't really think much of it, which is kind of a good thing about it, is it can just be taken as just, oh, shit, that's some creepy sci-fi. But, yeah, um, as an adult and experiencing, you know, uh, like, beloved family members going through cancer treatment and all that kind of stuff and just kind of how they come to accept it. Um, yeah, it, like it does metaphor that really well. And I think Cronenberg has even said that it's it's a good metaphor for terminal illness. Yeah. Um, By the way, Cronenberg is 78 years old. Damn. Isn't that crazy? He's cheating death. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. Not, not old. 
78 is not that old. Yeah, oh, it totally is. In my family, that's a, that's a pretty long lifespan. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyone older than me is old. That's I have, all I have a grandma that turns 100 in May. Jesus. And oh, shit. still wow. lives on her own and is doing great. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I, I love this movie. I always have. Um, it's a lot of fun. I give it 23 cans of sexy creamed corn. Mm. 23. Matt. It's really creamed. Um, <laughs> obviously, again, the, the effects are well done. The flow of the movie was okay. I don't know. I, I had a, a bit of an issue with um, Brundle's character. It just, there were inconsistencies there as the scientist, the introvert. And the, oh, I mean, yeah, with him not doing stuff that a scientist would do and then being an introvert who's somehow extroverted. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that sort of stuff. <laughs> Uh, but overall, yeah, it was fine. I give it uh, three and a half goat blooms on the uneven bars. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, on that note, I think we all like The Fly uh, here at the Horrified Podcast. We suggest you see it. And guess what? Until next time. Bye.